Welcome to the Authentic Wellness Podcast. This is where I, Sophia, a real woman, speak to real women and some men about issues that matter to all of us. Now, without further ado, let's talk about it. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Authentic Wellness Podcast. I am Sophia Antoine, and I know it's been a while since I've had an episode go live, but you know what? I have great reasoning for it because I've been studying and I've been enhancing my skills for this craft that I have taken on. And I hope you're not, oh gosh, can't talk because I'm excited. Um, I hope you guys aren't too upset with me for not being around, but I promise you it's for a good reason because I can tell you now that I am officially a doula. Yes, I did it. Fulfilled a lifelong dream of becoming a doula. Not lifelong, but at least the past, what, 17, 18 years. So that's somebody's lifespan, right? So what is a doula? It is, for right now, a birth doula, because I have more to come. I'm a birth doula. And that is a professional labor assistant who provides physical and emotional support to a woman and her partner during pregnancy, childbirth, and early on in the postpartum period. So basically, I help laboring moms through the birth process. So I am not delivering the baby, which would be an OBGYN or a midwife but I'm actually there helping labor to go along smoothly, all right? So a birth assistant is um, there to provide comfort, there to provide suggestions on positioning during the labor process. And I am not of the ilk that wants a woman to labor in bed only, I love for women to walk around. I love for them to dance around, whatever makes them comfortable and to help the baby descend through the birth canal safely and as quickly as the baby so chooses. The baby is in control in the process, not the doctor, not the nurses. It's the baby because we want the baby to come out when it's fully ready, it's fully baked and ready to make an entrance into the world. So I also provide physical support by suggesting the positions, emotional support by letting mom knows her feelings are valid and okay, because there are plenty of times when I've witnessed women in labor and they say they want an all natural birth and they're being talked out of this thing or that thing or talked into things or procedures that they don't really want, but they go along because there's so much pressure from medical staff. And it's not the medical staff's fault. They just are on a time limit. We know that things are getting more expensive. This recession, that's not a recession, that's technically a technical recession, whatever they're calling it in the media these days. Um, It's causing people to have to turn around, medical staff to have to turn around the birthing rooms at a high rate. So it's kind of a rushed process. And that's not what we want for a baby who's ready to make their entrance into the world, I feel. And the people I work with feel that it should be a nice, calm, and tranquil 
experience. And I want to be there to support that and to hold space for that. And I am there to create or hold that space for the mom to feel confident in asking questions of their providers. And I know that I cannot be the only one that has experienced a provider, you know, not answering your questions or brushing you off because what you're asking about is not something they choose to deal with because they do have to make their, their, their money, right? It's getting more and more expensive to run a practice. At the same time, this is a life-changing event and you want to go through it in the most calm, tranquil, and ideal way as you possibly can. And that's what my purpose is as a doula, okay? My purpose is to be there to answer your questions, to give you evidence-based information that will keep you safe and as well as give you the most ideal birth experience. Now, stuff is going to happen. Stuff is going to happen during labor and birth. But what we want to happen is that you're informed. You have informed consent. So you're not just being told, oh, we have to do this because your labor isn't progressing. Well, maybe your labors, if it's your first child, or if it's your subsequent child, your labors don't progress in a textbook type of way. And that's totally fine. But you should not be rushed through this experience because somebody has you on this fictitious time limit. It's not happening on my watch. So that is what a doula consists of. That's what a doula does. And so much more because doula work doesn't just start in the birth room or in the birth center. It starts with the pregnant person wanting to have a different type of birth than what they've experienced before or what they've seen other people experience. So let me tell you why I decided to become a doula. Number one, which I really have it on my notes listed as number two, but number one is um, my cousin was pregnant in her early teens, not early teens, like mid to late teens. And she was living with my mom and we went through the whole pregnancy process together. We went through that together and it came time for her due date and she started experiencing labor and things like that. And I took care of her through her entire labor. I also went to the hospital. I took her to the hospital and stuff. And at that time I wanted to be a midwife. I had had my three kids and I'll share their birth experiences. Why each one of their birth experiences kind of put me in the position to take care of her the way I did. But she was there and she was laboring and I just was taking care of her. And I loved that feeling. The doctor was kind enough to allow me to catch the baby when he came out. I cut the cord and did all that fun stuff. So I was there with her through the entire process and I was just floored by the beauty of it. So that is what made me really decide I wanted to become a doula. But life happened and here we are. Um, 17 years later in February of 2022, and I'm at this kid's 17th birthday celebration. And I'm like, didn't I have a dream 17 years ago on this very day when I caught him coming out of his mother's womb 
so it's time to take care of that. It is time to take care of that. And that's what I decided to do. But also in my own personal birth experiences, the first one, I love my son dearly, but that was the most horrid birth experience that I have ever had. Horrible. One, because I was young. I was only 15 when I had my first son. So the doctor did whatever he wanted and didn't discuss anything with me, like nothing. Um, although I did naturally go into labor, I spontaneously went into labor. I passed my mucus plug and all that good stuff. Sorry, guys, if you're listening. But um, I passed my mucus plug and then it was time to go to the hospital. He used um, labor. He, they broke my water, which I wish they hadn't done. They gave me Pitocin, which is known to notoriously slow down labor, not help it move along. Um, that's an IV drug. And they used forceps when he was, wouldn't come out. So what my son did when I was in labor and I, it was time for me to push is he would go down just a few inches. And then at the end of the contraction, he would crawl back up. So this went on for maybe an hour. So they decided to use forceps. That's the little thing that looks like salad tongs. And they use very cold, sterile, thank God they were sterile, but just a real sterile environment, a real no bedside manner using forceps. When the forceps didn't work, they used the suction cup. So imagine like an eight to 10 ounce cup being pushed up into you to suck the baby out, right? So then they did that for a little bit. So he came down some more. And then finally, they're like, we're tired of waiting, did an episiotomy. Still, horrid birth experience. I was, I don't even know if I was awake for most of it. I, I remember coming in and out of what I guess I would call consciousness, even though I'm sure I was conscious the whole time. But the trauma and the Memories that that inflicted for me were horrible. So my mom was in the room the whole time. But in that era, most people was like, oh, the doctor's always right. And I was like, she just should have did more. Not her fault. Just saying, looking back now, I feel like she should have done more. And I wasn't offered an epidural. Maybe I was too young for an epidural. I don't know. But Again, I believe that was the most horrid experience ever. And I didn't get to have my baby after. Um, he did have jaundice. So they took him right away and did all sorts of things. And I don't believe he was born around 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. So I didn't get to see him until midday the next day, which right now I feel like the baby should be left with the mom as long as there's no imminent danger to either one of them, right? So my second birth experience, my daughter, it was better. It was much better. I knew a lot more. It was, a, it was quite a few years later. And I did have a provider that was open um, and listened to me and answered all my questions and things like that. Good birth experience, but still not ideal for me. The last one was a few again a few years after that because I never really wanted kids in diapers at the same time could not handle changing more than one diaper at the same time but 
it was literally the best birth experience that I had had of the three. I had a midwife instead of a male OBGYN, no shade. Um, the midwives, there, it was a practice of midwives. They took time to explain everything and were doing, they were doing or wanted to do and honored my birth plan. By that time, listen, I was a beast on making birth plans. I was watching everything. I was doing everything because I wanted this birth to not be like the other, especially the first one, but not like the other two in general. So I had finally taken it upon myself to do all the research, to do everything, to make sure this experience was fulfilling for me because for all intents and purposes, this was going to be my last birth and I wanted to enjoy it because pregnancy should be an enjoyable time. And it's a time of change for everybody, but especially no matter how many times you've been pregnant or how many times you've given birth, it should be a beautiful time for you. And I hadn't experienced that. So I really wanted to do that. So now, in addition to being a life coach, I had made enough excuses as to why I couldn't live my dream. I decided to become a doula. So it was time for me to take that back. And I'm glad I am doing it now because of course I can be much more of a help to the people, whether it be the women, the partners, the grandmother, or whoever it is that I am serving in that birthing room. How do the two go together? You ask. So it's like, you know, that's a big jump, Sophia. You are a life coach that support women through different type of things that go on in their lives or help them change things that they want to have better in the future. And you're a doula, like how weird is that? But it works. So let me tell you, there's these things called the stages of change. There, sometimes there's five phases, sometimes there's six phases, depending on who you ask. But these five phases is what I have here. Um, for pre-contemplation is the first stage. And that's in regards to being a life coach, knowing change is necessary, but not seriously thinking about it or interested in help. So if you're a client and you're thinking my life, I know I need to make changes, but I'm not interested in it right now. You're in the pre-contemplation phase. For someone who is pregnant or is considering a doula, that may be someone who finds out they're newly pregnant and enjoying how it can change their life, but not yet really considering the birth process because you're just happy that you're pregnant or you, you're just newly aware that you're pregnant, but you know you have to take action. Things have to happen, but you're not really interested in any of that right now because you're elated. We're assuming you're elated that you're pregnant. So the next phase, phase two, is contemplation in regards to just life circumstances. That means you're ambivalent. What's ambivalent? You're going back and forth. You're weighing the pros and cons of changing, of going back and forth in your mind about the cost of changing your life. How will it affect your friendships? How will it affect your family? Will you lose friends? Will you lose family? Because that does happen when you stop being the person they are used to. So you're weighing this in your mind 
like you have a scale and you're putting reason one, two, three over here and you have reason one, two, three over there. So that happens. In regards to you wanting to hire a doula, it's about the same ambivalence, but it's should I venture to have my own birth experience or do things the way they have always been done? So you're like, there's all this hype or is it just hype about having a doula or you know, can I just go the process the way it's always been done and whatever the doctors or nurses say, they're always right. Do I dare make my own way in this birth process? Do I blaze my own trail? And who will get mad at me? Will my in-laws get mad at me? Will the baby daddy get mad at me? Because I'm not going along with the way things have always been done. Phase three comes preparation. So in the realm of life coaching, having made a commitment to change, starting to research how to best go about getting help. So now you're researching. Now you've decided that it is best for me to make a change in my life. And if somebody else doesn't like it, then I'll have to deal with whatever those consequences may be. Or maybe it'll turn out just fine. In regards to getting a doula, it's researching the birth experience of others or watching videos or going on doulas websites to figure out how they can help you have a better birth and have your ideal birth. Next phase is the action phase. In life, that's taking steps to change, actually hiring a coach, being an active participant in your healing and to make changes to the behaviors that haven't really served you well. Okay, so we all have these habits or these things that don't serve as well, and you know you don't need to be doing them. So hiring a life coach will help you set goals and take the baby steps to getting towards the goals that you want. In regards to a doula helping a client, it's hiring a doula, exploring options for birth, advising your provider that you have a doula, someone there to hold space for you and making a birth plan, actually planning the way you would ideally like to birth your child, as well as being able to say, this is what I want, this is what I would like, and being open to, if there's a medical emergency, I am open to change. Having the knowledge that if something does go awry, I have someone there to support me, or Having someone there just to support you changing your mind. Maybe you thought this you wanted this specific type of birth and it's not working for you. And now you change your mind. And the doula is there to be able to say, hey, this is what she wants. And this is what we're going to do. And it's her choice. The last phase or next to last phase, depending on who you ask, is the maintenance phase, which in life coaching, that's doing all you can to avoid the pitfalls of the things that held you captive before, not going back to your old way, just maintaining, hence the term maintenance phase, your new lifestyle. For a client who's wanting a doula, that means going through the rest of your pregnancy, having a successful birth experience, no matter what that turns out to be, but just knowing that the doula is there to support you and entering the postpartum phase. So 
this for a doula or for a client who's wanting a doula, it means going through your pregnancy, being confident in your choice, not allowing other people to talk you out of it, and really seeing the benefit of being an active participant. What I feel in the medical community has been done is that this is such a sterile and not a holistic type of experience. It's treated as getting your gallstones out or getting a broken bone set instead of the beauty of life coming into the world, okay? And sometimes there is this sixth phase called relapse in regards to life coaching, which is when you go back to doing some of your old behaviors and it can last any number of days, months, weeks, years. But what's important is that eventually you realize that this didn't work for you before it's not going to work for you again and go back to the action phase where you become an active participant in your life and your changes. For a doula or a client of a doula, there isn't really a relapse phase because you just, you've had your birth experience and now you are maintaining it, whether you keep the same doula and go into the postpartum phase with her or you hire a separate team of people to help you in the oh goodness can't speak huh um help you in the postpartum phase meaning feeding your baby a lactation consultant teaching you how to breastfeed teaching you how to um get the baby to sleep because a lot of moms new moms need help with that stuff because postpartum depression is a real thing so there is no shame in ever 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 asking for help in this phase so and I will definitely transition from, you know, your birth doula to your postpartum doula. No problem. I'm there for you. So I'm here to support my clients through the work of bringing forth new life, whether it be their own, meaning you're a life coaching client and you want a new life for yourself, a new way of doing things, because what's going on in your life right now isn't working for you, or it's bringing forth your baby into this world and you want a holistic birth. You want an authentic birth, meaning you want this done in a way that is calm, serene, that is tranquil for you. Not a lot of noise, just welcoming this new life into your world in a safe way, being received this baby being received into a loving environment. And with all the lights and the sounds and the bells and the whistles, that can be a whole lot. That's sensory overload. Imagine you're asleep and comfy and cozy in your bed and people come in and someone drags you out of your bed and shines a whole bunch of lights on you, poking you and prodding you. That's not the best way to be woken up. That's not the best way to be welcomed into a new day. That's not the best way, I feel, for a new baby to be welcomed into this world. That doesn't really feel like a welcome. So I'm here to support birthing mothers to welcome their baby however they so choose, as peacefully and as safely as they possibly can. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to welcome birthing women to walk into their new lives and just be the best person they want to be 
and have it be a holistic and tranquil experience. Will there be some difficult times? Yes, that's why it's called labor, but it's a labor of love. So thank you for listening to me ramble on about why it's important that I became a doula. I'm here to serve. I want to do more to serve. And let's not even just talk about the mortality rates. I haven't even touched on that. I want to help people in the community, not just my community, not just the Black community, because I am wholeheartedly a part of that and wholeheartedly support that, that part of the work, that part of the birth work, that women are dying because they are, they aren't being believed when there's being told when they're telling their providers that they have pain, that they need some sort of support. So I want to be there for those, those women that are going through that. So I do virtual work too. So we can most definitely work this out if you are interested in talking about getting a doula in your area, even though I'm local to um, Southwest Florida, definitely willing to travel around Southwest Florida. But if you want to just have a conversation about being a doula, about getting a doula, um, hit me up, right? So go to bit.ly slash birthmyway, B-I-R-T-H-M-Y-W-A-Y, and book a call with me. No obligation. We're just talking. And let me know your hopes, your fears, your dreams, and we can go from there. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope it's shed some light on where I've been and what I've been doing. And it's just about being as completely and wholly authentic and well-rounded for the people that I serve. I have so much love for my clients and I'm so thankful, thankful to you for listening. If you're new to me, welcome. There'll be more to come as I venture into a whole bunch of new stuff because Oh, I'll tell you when all of those things come to fruition. No need to get ahead of myself. So this has been Sophia Antoine for the Authentic Wellness Podcast. I hope you take care of yourself, drink your water, take your vitamins, and mind your business. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Authentic Wellness Podcast. We've had the conversation. You have the information. The question is, what are you going to do with it? See you in the next episode.